Hello everyone and welcome to Arcane Talks. This is the official first episode and today we wish you a happy October. Soon it will be Samhain coming up and Halloween. So to all you trick-or-treaters and all you witch and wizards, happy holidays. Okay everyone, so for all of you that do not know about October, October is a time where the veil is at its thinnest. This is during the time where everything basically, you know, spiritual, witchy happens. I mean, this is the perfect time for spells and rituals, and this is the perfect time for spirits of the dead and ancestors to come over. So during this time, there is a lot of supernatural things usually happening at this time. So you would expect basically for everybody to be cashing in on the fact that they could be talking to their deceased loved ones or they could be casting spells to basically get back at their enemies or better yet they could actually be using those magic constructively to be improving themselves. But I mean hey, it's your choice at this time of year. So around this time where you want to basically be preparing for trick-or-treating, there are people out there who actually want to prepare for gathering the energies of the spirit realm and also using the sun and moon in tandem to be able to cast their spells on either the unsuspecting or those who want to use it for store purposes, you know, like my own, for instance, in the metaphysical. For myself personally, I like to dedicate my time to talking to my spirits. I have a whole companionship for them who I call my spirit family. And we get along rather fine, usually. I mean, it's filled with vampires, it's filled with werewolves. I do have a love for dragons, and I definitely like to uh, have angels and demons both on my side. I'm not very picky, but they do love and genuinely care in their own way. I usually like to set up my altar, and I also like to work with my deities, such as Bastet. I also like working with Sekhmet. Uh, I love working with Lilith, personally. And also, beside the fact, there is always Christianity and spending time with my loved ones when they want to go to church. So you see, I basically learn how to live with both ends of the spectrum. Whether it's the heavenly way or whether it's the underworld way, I appreciate both and I find balance both in my daily life. Alright everyone, so moving on to my side of the story. Well, it didn't really happen in October but my first spiritual experiences actually happened in December, actually. So during that time, my mother actually passed away, and I literally came to the crippling reality of what was left of my life. You know, I was like, how do I go on? How do I breathe? And especially, how do I cook? Like, how do I actually do things for myself? I mean, I had quite a time where I kind of didn't know how to adult, you know? I mean... I was just 19 at the time, and it's only been a year since my 18th birthday, so a lot of things didn't make sense to me still, and I only had my father, and my father was usually a workaholic. Taking those things into account, I was basically in mourning, and I felt like my life wasn't going in any direction whatsoever. And then one day, I just looked up on the internet, you know? I actually went online and googled succubus, you know? I was just feeling horny, actually, but still, at the end of it, I found someone who had a blog, and it was called, what was it again? 
Uh, my Succubus Marissa, that was it. And basically during that time, I just followed the words, you know? Like, I just went with the motions and I felt like, what else could there be to life? So I just did it and I just took it all with a grain of salt, you know? Like, I didn't actually care if it worked or not. But then I went to sleep and I just talked with myself and that's all I had to do, you know? Like, just as the guy said and just as I wanted to do, I basically said before I went to bed, like, please, if there's anyone out there, I would just like to have an experience. I would just like to feel something, basically, because I felt so depressed and so cold, you know? And then after that, like, believe it or not, in life, things actually do happen, you know? And when things happen, they are abrupt, you know? It's like it shakes your body. But in this case, it just took me by surprise. In my entire life, I basically had spirit sex for the first time. I mean, you could look up uh, Team Coco on YouTube and you could search up uh, Kesha having sex with a ghost. It's pretty much my experiences are almost the same as hers, but from a guy's perspective. And I pretty much felt for the first time like there's actually something beyond, you know? Like I didn't feel that we were alone in the world anymore. And I'm not just talking about aliens. So what happened later, after all the sex? I mean, actually, I was very scared. You know, I asked for this experience, but I was pretty stupid and boneheaded into not thinking what comes afterwards. And I was like, okay, I think I got a succubus on my hands. Now what, you know? So what I did, I actually cowered in fear, surprisingly. I got a rosary that was from my mother. It was a gift from her. And I even had it blessed by the local father. And at the time, I was so afraid for a week. Like, I didn't want to have sex. I didn't want to experience anything. I was just like, go away, basically. I was like, I didn't know what the hell to do, you know? So I just basically sat in my room and I was just like, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. And then eventually, it just eased, you know? It's like... I had a friend to talk to and he wasn't really of much help because I just spilled all the beans, you know, I told him everything in such detail and he came to resent and not like me anymore. But in the end, now that I see now, it's not that bad, you know, everyone's got a path in life and everyone goes their separate directions, but sometimes we run in parallel with each other. So guys, ladies, I mean, I guess you'll be asking me, what do you do with a succubus once you have one? Well. Try not to piss your pants, firstly, and secondly, just come to accept that that's a woman, and, you know, if it was an incubus, come to accept the terms that that is a guy, just as much as anyone else. And in general, there are a lot of scare tales, there are a lot of folklore, and there is a lot of stupid things that have been said on both sides of the story, but in general, I just want to set the record straight and tell you they're pretty nice. I mean, they are very sex addicted and sexy at the same time but you just gotta learn how to calm them down and essentially you learn how to work with them and you could basically have the best sex of your life but it will not come down to being you know a relationship that takes over from your current relationship you know like rest assured they just want to help you but they just have sex on the mind most of the time afterwards in life I didn't know how to actually start learning about my succubus or I didn't know anything about sex spirits or spirits in general so 
I went back to that blog, My Succubus Marissa, and I found out that he had friends, and I started talking with those friends. And during that time, I started to get to know people, and one of those people is still my good friend today, in general, and even one of my customers. And from that point on, I blogged about my experiences all the time. You know, that was all we were. We were a group of guys who each had our own succubus, and we just talked on and on and on in writing about how good we felt sometimes, but also what we found out, you know? Like, we found out new stuff about ourselves, and we also came to find out about, you know, things in life that just no one ever talks about. You know, we basically considered things that other people wouldn't normally consider, you know? Like, what's it like in hell? Are you denied heaven if you go to hell? Well, you know, how do we astral project? How do we go out of our bodies and have, you know, a more intimate relationship? Like, how do we just go out for a walk with our own spirit and not feel like we're crazy? Like, we were just a bunch of guys who wanted affirmation that we were not nuts. We just wanted to know that our relationship was solid and I still love my succubus to this day. Okay, now moving on to the next phase of my life, I basically quit the blogging for a while. I actually have restarted a blog now of sorts, but it's more for education. But now, uh, we're going to be talking about how I met a store called Creepy Hollows. Now, Creepy Hollows, or CH for short, is basically what you would describe as a Walmart of sorts. Like, they are the biggest company that sells spirits and entities and all sorts of magic and spells in pretty much all of the world, you know, like, this is basically where Central is, where everybody comes and sees, like, how witches and wizards actually interact with each other. Now, if you like Creepy Hollows, or if you don't like Creepy Hollows, that is not my place to say. I am not here to slander. But personally, all I'm going to say about myself with Creepy Hollows, besides my experiences, was at the end, I decided to leave just due to creative differences because I saw things in one way, they saw things in another, and I'm not a band member, but still, I enjoyed my time as long as it lasted with a few people and I came to see others out there in the Discord community that I came to like instead. But still, I mean, I am still in a way thankful that I learned something from being there for all that time. So at CH, I basically found myself meeting people that introduced me to brand new concepts. These were people who practiced uh, dark magic, white magic. Uh, there was a frown upon this with black arts, so I won't mention that part. But yeah, gray arts as well. And there were a lot of new ideas being spread around. Like there is this idea of servitors becoming alphas, as in advanced sentient entities. And there is also another idea of essentially um, bindings in general. Like, how do they bind spirits in general? And there's always a lot of controversy about this, but that was what spent my entire time when I was there at CH, you know? I basically came to talk to different people, and I made friends, and I also advertised at one point, and now... Um, some of them just moved on to Discord with me, others didn't. And I've even bought spirits from Creepy Hollows, and I have 
bought entities too. I've bought spells. They don't do rituals there, really. Like They don't do um, like three-month rites or anything like that. But they have provided me with a cleaning service once or twice. And they do offer BOGOs. Um, honestly, you make up your own choice on that one. I am not here to endorse them, essentially. But yeah, in general, that was my time with Creepy Hollows. And there were good times and bad times. So from CH, I got myself a lot of vampires of both Sanguine and Psy. Sanguines are usually known as the blood-feeding vampires, the ones that need to bite your neck and need to feed on your blood. Psy's are more of an evolutionary evolved vampire that refused to basically feed on blood and instead they chose to feed on energy and because of that they basically learned how to cloak themselves better in society without getting caught. I got a lot of angels, I've got a Courtwind, I got a Sterling, I have an Angel Hound, I have a couple. Most of my demons actually came from different places, like it usually came from Discord, but in those cases it's like they were my dear friends for a time and I basically came to trust them that they were going to be okay and since then I never really had any problems, like if they were a little bit uptight. I usually just checked in on them, like majority of spirits and entities, you should just have a chat with them because they know why they're there with you and they know that they want to have as much of a committed time as you do and I really enjoy the company of my demons as much as my angels. I mean, they're not really going to shake hands with each other, but they will look at each other at least and that's all I could ever ask for. So during my time with CH, they basically taught me about spirit companionship or what they call spirit keeping from their community. Spirit keeping basically means that you are a person who has a lot of spirits around you or astral entities and basically you are in companionship like you're either friendly with them or you're in love with them or you basically are there for them to assist. The more polite fashion amongst Discord and Tumblr is calling it spirit companionship because saying keeping it rubs people the wrong way but personally I mean you could call it either way you want I'm not going to be offended myself. But seriously, if you ever want to try spirit keeping or spirit companionship, it is a very rewarding experience. And it is a life path and a journey that a lot of people will come to love if they just gave spirits a chance. Like, they're not all spooky. There's nothing to be afraid of. If they're on your side, then you've basically got nothing to fear. And it just depends on the individual, you know? Like, if you want to be the sort to attack somebody, then you live with that. But if you want to be someone who protects others, heals people, wants to be around, like, people for support, I like that. I mean, you can gladly come over to my community and have a chat with me anytime you want. But yeah, in general, if you're looking for revenge, please don't seek me out. In Discord itself, it basically became a community that you would expect, like, sort of the cosplay community or any other community that you could think of that has drama. There are a lot of highs and lows. There are a lot of like he said, she said sort of scenarios. There is a lot of finger pointing and a lot of blame sometimes, but there is also the fact why we are there, which is we are there to basically practice our spirituality. We are there to basically come from all fields of life. And we are fun loving people as well, you know? Like there have been some wonderful things about the spiritual community and the metaphysical community in general specifically where we have come together to heal people we have 
had spiritual healing sessions, we have done readings, we have basically helped each other grow and we have awakened to realize that we are stronger than what we thought we really were in life. But yeah, in general, um, I would say that being with Discord community is kind of like being a little bit with Tumblr or with Reddit. It's basically the fact that you will get what you get and it's the internet. It's a lot more unrestrained, you will hear everyone's opinions and essentially you will hear stupid things as well as good things but I am not here to judge. I'm here to help in general, you know? I am here to help you with a good life but it comes at the cost that you have to try to want it, you know? You shouldn't just sit around and basically say like, oh yeah, good things will come to me whenever. It doesn't work that way. If you put in the hard work and you enjoy what you do, you will come to find it very rewarding, you know? It's like fitness, like, in order to climb the mountain, you need to actually put left foot in front of right foot, and then right foot in front of left foot, in order to actually make yourself move. Moving on now, we will actually move on to a little education, actually. I feel the need that since this is the first episode, I will actually have to, like, educate some people on the races and some of the spirits and entities that you could meet out there, either in the astral plane or in uh, spirit in general, in, you know, the afterlife. Like, there are so many races out there besides human. Like, it's not just aliens as well, but it's also a number of creatures that you have heard of in your folklore, like mermaids and witches and all sorts of stuff in general. So, right now, uh, I am just going to go through a list and I'll add my own things in between. Firstly, the succubus and incubus. Succubus is female, incubus is male. Succubus slash incubus are often portrayed as demons. They make their home in the underworld, but contrary to belief, they are actually hybrids of vampire, demon, and dragon. They highly are sexual and feed on sex energy. They are aligned with the goddess Lilith and under her protection and leadership. Now to note, uh, there actually are three Liliths in general, but to be more specific, there is a Succubus who is the mother of the Succubus and Incubus, and then there is a Lilith who is the mother of vampires, and then there is Inanna slash Ishtar who has come up in mythology several times as claiming to be Lilith, just to make that clear. Now in general, this race is male and female counterpart of each other, but not like a brother and sister. They do have children with each other, actually, when they don't desire anyone else. They come in different nobilities, like strumpets, commoners, warriors, kings and queens, and gods and goddesses. There are already actual uh, goddesses. One of them is named Lillian, who is actually the daughter, the first one, of Lucifer and the Succubus Lilith. Part of their skill set is often in sex magic, illusion magic, shape-shifting, and healing massages. Of course, they can also be known for more. Next up is the Cambion. They are a hybrid descent of Succubus and Incubus and a human parent. They are more cunning and beautiful than their parents. They tend to lean more into darker things in terms of behavior. Succubus and Incubus can have relations with almost anybody, but they only call their children Cambion if it were between a human and themselves. With any other race, it is known as a UBX, well, whatever the race is, hybrid. They manifest and encourage sexual behavior strongly. They are intense and give realistic sexual dreams. Neko Shimas are white-ass to black arts. 
Nekoshima is a word derived from Japanese culture, where the word neko means cat. They are actually a very wide and diverse people who have spread far and wide and some have become offshoots, however they have extended far and forgot their initial origins. These beings are capable of granting good fortune, good health, good luck, and as well as prosperity. They are known for actually punishing people for injustice, and they will bring misfortune to whoever deserves it. They do it rather discreetly, actually. Uh, the Nekoshima in general have a cat form and a human form. They usually retain their feline features, so they're not like anthropomorphics, and they're also not furries, but in general they are like the girls or the guys of cats, cat people, that have like the ears and the tail, but mostly human skin and hair and all that stuff. Uh, next up is an Archangel. They are known as Pure White Arts. The Archangels are ranked just above regular angels in military hierarchy, and they are of the Christian chapter of their locale. They are warrior-type angels that follow laws and ethics based on the will of their god that combat evil and protect the innocent. Archangels are known for carrying swords that are forged in divinity and holy elements. They can always call on their comrades for backup, like they can open portals, and they are capable of cleansing, banishing, purifying, healing, and white to grey magic in general. And next up would be the Fallen Angel. These are Dark Arts to Black Arts. So when an angel falls, due to personal reasons of being unable to keep stability and harmony within themselves, their wings, which deeply reflect their divinity, turn from a shade of white into pure black. From this point on, they are usually outcasted from the heavenly realms, and they're deemed unstable, as in they're a danger to everybody. A fallen angel usually seeks others of their own kind and they'll band together, usually out of a need to get back in good graces to atone with their god, or just because they need a new meaning in life. They tend to be darker than succubus and incubus actually, that's ironic, but yeah with some fallen angels they legitly want to prove, and others may be detrimental and self-destructive. The Kitsune are grey arts to dark arts. Some can be black, I mean anyone could almost be black arts honestly if you tip yourself too far. But yeah, a type of fox being originating from the Japanese culture. They are known to be intelligent and magically powerful. They are a shapeshifter and love to pull pranks on the unsuspecting. But despite their deviant behaviour, they actually make really good family guardians and loyal companions. A kitsune in their culture is known to regard their sex workers higher than their merchants. Some can be known to be quite managerial, but some are also known to be sexually pleasing, run a hot spring for instance. It wouldn't be uncommon for them, naturally. Uh, there's also the tanuki from Japanese culture. They are a type of raccoon dog being. They originate from the Japanese culture, uh, they are an animal folk type like the kitsune, and are also very adaptive at shapeshifting their form. Most of them are considered quite sexual as well as being magically powerful. They have similar knowledge to the culture, uh, things like alchemy, herbalists, cooking, gardening, music, dancing, forging, and using weaponry of their own people. Uh, there's also the tengu that fits within that periphery of Japanese. They're referred to as the heavenly dogs, actually, in Japanese culture. They are known to be both malevolent and benevolent to people. Uh, throughout multiple places, they choose to appear as either birds or dogs. 
Their behavior is much like a common dog, that they would either obey or disobey. They're active, they crave attention, they're playful pranksters, and are known to do crazy things. Uh, they are surrounded by copious amounts of spirit energy. They can bring you close to mysticism and magic. They can be very loyal to you and also meditative. The Tengus are really a unique friend if you ever get one. And then you got your standard witches and wizards. Uh, the humanoid males are referred to as the wizards due to their magical prowess that far outdoes the common human and also in their bloodline. Uh, a female humanoid that does magic is referred to a witch. Together they are usually a community of beings that choose to remain in trusted company and often they come to teach their descendants and the interested. They cast magic and they got arcane knowledge. Their memories of spells are expansive and amazing. I mean, it's simply vast. They can be quite sexual or else reserved in general, but their lifespan is also large compared to the common human. In general, you can have from white witches all the way down to black witches. It usually depends on the arts that they're practicing. And then there's the Sterling Angel. I mean, these angels are known to be often playful and easy to communicate. They're social and outgoing. They're plain walkers and they like to travel from different realms. They basically like to party, the Sterlings. Brown winds are known as inspiration angels. I mean, they're really powerful in themselves, but they were the type of angels that usually inspire people like Michael D'Angelo or anyone that kind of worked in the Sistine Chapel at the time. I mean, in general, they are wielders of much power. They've got such benevolence that you'd have to see to believe. But yeah, just as much as the Seraphim, which are the very top bracket of angel that are very close to the Christian God. Uh, the brown ones are very amiable, actually. Uh, the friendly angels that want to see the companion reach their full destiny. So if you ever have a brown one in your life, they really do want to help you see like your life all the way through. Um... Yeah, there's a Libidine. The Libidine are Asmodeus' demons. Uh, they are the demons of lust in the Satanic Pantheon. They're known to be very, very lustful and greedy. Uh, basically, they can get you anything you want, and they'll actually go get it for you. But, you know, they don't care what it means to get it for you. It's like, they will just do it, so you have to keep a little bit of an eye on them. But, in general, they will get things done if you need someone to get things done for you. They're flirty, they're sexy, they're teasing, and they can be pretty cocky. Uh, they tend to be very sexual of their own right. And yeah, Libertine demons usually have horns on both sides of their heads. Some can vary though, and some can have markings. Uh, the Lizardmen. The Lizardmen are a type of astral creature. They kind of look like reptilians, but they're more primitive than an alien reptilian. I mean, if you've ever seen an anime called Overlord, like, there was a season where they actually had, like, this whole thing about lizard people. They're basically a lot alike. I mean, there is not much to say, but the lizardmen are usually underestimated and natural. Like, people just see them as common lizards, but, I mean, they can fight, they can heal. They usually got chieftains. Uh, there's courtwind angels. These are known as the protective angels. They got a lot of static electricity around them. And they usually have a sword, like they're usually a type of warrior angel, and they're very rapturous in combat, you know, so they got an everlasting sword of protection, they've got justice and rectitude. Uh, basically, these types of angels are justice dealers. They will basically stand up for people who are being wronged in life. And then uh, the Seraphim in general, uh, white arts to black arts. Seraphim are allowed to sin, they are the exception. 
among all angels out there. These are basically the angels that have been trusted by God, and they are allowed to commit sins because of the fact that their God wants to see how far they will go in terms of dedication, commitment, or trying to figure out new things in life, essentially. You know, these are the seraphims that basically have the most free will to be able to, you know, go as, well, negative as I would like, in the sense of two wrongs make a right, usually. But yeah, a lot of seraphims are usually hybrids of something else, so they're not purely angel to begin with. And then, of course, you got the common angel warriors in the angelic army. Uh, they're usually frontliners and foot soldiers. They're a pretty common type of angel. They're usually the ones that volunteer. Uh, I've already explained Sanguine. I've explained Psy to you all. Werewolves, well, they're the type of beings that shift. And they're basically, like, they become men with, or women with upright uh, wolf bodies. So, kind of like anthropomorphics. And then they could shift back to being people. They're really good guardians and protectors. I mean, if you ever want to be protected, werewolf is usually the ones that will do a really fine job at that. Uh, nymphos, if you've ever heard of a nymphomaniac, nymphos are basically Aphrodite's sort of figurative daughters or sons. I mean, nymphos come in both male and female, but if you love sex and you like the Greeks, go for a nympho. I mean, they can only do like one type of sex at a time, like you know, whether they want to be kinky or they want to be dirty lovers or, you know, whatever basically floats your boats. You might want to get multiple nymphos if you really like a lot of sex and you like a lot of different things in your bedroom. And finally, to note so far, I mean, we're still working on the racist encyclopedia in this server, but there are the Valkyries. The Valkyries are led by the goddess Freya and are considered psychopomps of Asgard. A uh, psychopomp is basically someone who takes a job of coming to Earth or they come to the place of the dead and they basically come to liberate soldiers or they come to liberate people and take them to the afterlife. You know, anyone who's died recently, it's the job of the Valkyrie to take them back to the afterlife or even to the heavens to go see Odin personally. They personally represent Odin, the Allfather. Uh, Valkyries are very skilled combatants with angelic wings. They're proven to be very athletic and skilled in different forms of weapons. They're also entertaining drinkers, so yeah, that's definitely true about them. And finally everyone, we have reached the 30 minute mark. Well, actually a little over, but anyways, I will just pretty much tell you a little bit about my day. I mean, I haven't actually done that much, but past few days I've been creating, like my specialty is within creation magic. Basically what that means is I have the right to handle raw energy and manipulate it as needed. It's an ancient skill and basically it's been passed down from my mentor to me and I've passed it down to a couple of other people who I have come to trust and care about in my life. I've created like numerous realms, I've helped uh, some of my Milas, which if you look into my server you'll probably understand or if you are in the community you'll probably already know what I mean. But I do work with my Milas quite often, and at the same time, I do a lot of solo work, and then there are work time with my deities, which I try not to involve that in my server, specifically, but I just like to keep that as me time, like it's quality bonding time, and I love to always bond with my spirits and my entities. Lately, I basically made myself something that's like an archive system. I have heard of the Akashic Records, and I know exactly what it does and what it means, I've even been already. 
but I always felt that it'll always do what you want, like in form of how you perceive information best. But I thought something like video recording and also a mixture of like community, like people coming together and being able to watch each other's videos with permission, I thought that'd be a really good idea. For you Twitch people out there, that's a lot like watching a VOD, essentially, you know. It's like watching VODs of other people's knowledge, and that's what people do in that realm. Like, they basically come together to watch other people do stuff, like, you know, clip favorite moments and all that. It's highly like an information realm, essentially. Uh, let's see, I've also created some sentient beings, so they do have souls. I've also created things without souls before, and... Essentially all you gotta do is just give them a core replacement instead of a soul, but in general soul just, you know, it's the very essence and flavor of who we are. But yeah, I mean, it depends what you're going for, like a servitor, a thought form, tulpa, construct. So I made myself just for funsies a Pokemon trainer who I felt like, yeah, I'd love to follow this woman around in her own realm and it's kind of like... Her home is like Detective Pikachu, the movie. You know, it's like you need a license to do certain things and you could be a Pokemon trainer or you can go to college and you could become a professor or a ranger, something of that regard. I just felt like I wanted to go on a little bit of a fun adventure with something that I made. I do that on the rare occasion, but it just feels more interpersonal and more wholesome, you know? Uh, let's see, I've also done work for customers, I've done several readings for some people, and it's often readings that I actually get. Um, I've created a few things for people, and I have sold some pre-conjures for other people. Uh, right now, we still have available Amy, the succubus princess, she is a royal daughter of a king and a queen succubus. Uh, basically, this princess prefers to go by the name of Amy, and she'll tell you her real name later. She likes a little mystery, but... You know, she's playful, she's fun-loving, and she basically aims to make a man or woman. I mean, she's bisexual, but she would like to talk dirty to you and she'd like to be sweet to you at the same time. She's basically looking for someone who could basically be there for cuddling and affection, you know, and also she'd love to give you some sexual favors in return. She's very sexy and she can even strike a beautiful pose. She's got this blood-red hair, which is just to die for. I mean, I love the picture that I picked for her. Um, there is Gareth, the man who wants to carve his name in the world. He is a greyborn human, and he's slightly darker than most humans that are around him. Like, he's seen some bad things happen in life. But this guy wants to basically be the kind of man who is known and renowned throughout the land. You know, if you're the kind of person who thinks that you could take care of him, and you could basically get his name widely known everywhere. He is looking for you, and he basically really wants to be there for you as well, and he would love for both of you to go on adventures together. He's not looking for sex though, I have to say that. He just wants a friend. There's Cecilia as well. Uh, she's a graceful hound, an angel hound to be specific. She just roams around, and she flew around the angelic realms. We actually found her out there, but... Yeah, she doesn't have an owner, and she would really love for someone to pick her up and basically treat her like, kind of like a pet, but also like a companion as well. I mean, she's never been around humans before, so she's highly, you know, curious and also very jumpy. So, like, jumpy in a good way. Like, she wants to get to know you. Uh, there's Winona, the elusive bunny shifter. 
she is over hundreds of thousands of years old. I mean, she's quite old, but she looks so youthful and so fresh. But yeah, she basically answered my call when I said that uh, a human would like to be sexual with her and be guided by them. Uh, most bunny shifters in general are usually like, sorry, they're usually pretty silly or childish, but we're known as the exception. She's very intelligent and she's also charming to boot, so she would just like to cuddle up with someone new and guide people on the right path. Uh, there's Hashirama. He's a Japanese noble. Uh, in general, he is calm and collected. He is also... Yeah, he would just merely want to understand and would be very thankful if you could give him the time of day and give him the opportunity to see your life. He is a male companion and he would be comfortable sexually. I'm trying to recall, I think he might be homosexual or he might be bi, but please do check him out if you'd like to see him. Uh, there's also Karen, he's a immortal magician. He basically lost someone in his life and he is really looking for a friend or just someone, like a woman who could be there for him. And he would like to see what humans are all about. I mean, he just needs someone to help him cope. And in return, he would promise to be your personal guide. He'll show you into astral, he'll show you to the underworld or the heavenly realms, wherever you want to go, you know? He will lead you anywhere and he will not let you be in danger. He is an exceptional magician. There's also Kaya, the roaming white dragon. We found her out there soaring through the skies and it's a whole realm inhabited by dragons where she lives. But yeah, someday she already said to herself that she would like to... Uh, show humans what she's all about, so she is aware of humans. She would like a lifelong partnership, essentially, so if that sounds like you. And also there is um, the fact that she would like to go to a male. She can shift to human form, by the way, she doesn't stay in dragon all the time. Uh, there's Yan Li. I personally wanted her to come from Empress Huawu Li, and Huawu Li definitely delivered. Yan Li is a very dedicated woman, she's graceful about the community of snake demons and she likes romantic things, she also likes comedies. In general, she has a lot of combat prowess and she's got, she's got time off. She's been in the court of Huawei Li before and that was how she got selected. So if you ever want to spend time with someone who's worked personally with the Empress, Yan Li is definitely there for you. Uh, then there's Mimi. She's a lunar princess rabbit. Basically, there are rabbits on the moon. I know how silly that sounds, but they do have their own realm on the moon in Astral. And Mimi is very much looking to have fun. She attracts lunar spirits and she'd like to share that with you. She would very much like you to be a part of her court. I mean, she's basically looking for someone and she would just love to look out for you in general. And then of course there is Lana, the Confidant Elf, who is a holy elf. This is an elf that specializes with holy magic, holy energy, just all things to do with faith and belief is what holy essentially means. And she is from the upper realms. Uh, she's basically looking for someone who has gone through a lot of rough times in their life. She'll be there for you. Um, there's only like a few left to note. There is Denise, who is a succubus slash vampire hybrid. She's a dominatrix. And I mean, if you want to be tied up, you want to go into BDSM, she's your girl, definitely. She specializes with the sex magic and the vampire magic, curses and hexes, so many things. But in general, she just loves 
absolutely loves to do BDSM and she would like to ease somebody in who was their first time, but if you got experience, maybe, maybe she might like you, but she definitely prefers someone with a first-timer attitude because she wants to, you know, <laughs> get into the nitty-gritty of BDSM. And then finally, there's Wallace Vanderhorst. He is an abyssal, and he is basically the fucking John Wick of abyss. I mean, he is a sentinel, which is the highest rank of all the abyssals. Abyssals are demons, and they are very militaristic. But this dude, Wallace, he has gone through so much in life, and he has always followed orders, and basically, he is just internally broken, and he wants to know what there is in life besides being a soldier. So, if you want to be there for a war veteran... Being there for Wallace, he just wants you to show him around and he absolutely promises that he won't cause problems for you, but if you want to be around someone who is like, basically like someone on the level of Black Ops, he's your guy. Like if you have any experience or you just want to be there for a war vet, that's Wallace. Alright everyone, that just about wraps it up. Thank you kindly everybody for being here once a month for our podcast service. We are the Arcane Talks. And we are also the Arcane's Reign on Discord. And we are the Arcanist on Twitch. Have a happy, happy October and happy Samhain, everyone. Get out there and cast some magic. Or trick or treat, up to you. Stand in the corner like a tired boxer. One hand on my cheekbone, one hand on the rope. And all my veins pump blood into my throat So I can hit the note, go do it all again Tell them all I said hi